Hi, hello, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Bella's Bookish Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Bella. I'm a teenage girl who loves to read and talk about books, and I would love to talk about books with you, so please stick around. Today is the third episode of the podcast, which is so exciting. I'm so happy that I'm like building my podcast now, and I'm so excited to, you know, have this little space to talk about books. Oh my gosh. Today is the 26th of December, which means yesterday was Christmas, which is so exciting. And oh my gosh, I made a Christmas tree out of my books, which is so exciting. It looks so pretty. It was so cute. If you follow me on Instagram, which you definitely should, at Bella's Bookish Banter underscore pod, then you, then you probably would have seen it. Maybe you didn't, but you probably did if you follow me there. And if you don't, you should go check it out. But it looks so cute. And... I really loved it. I actually, (laughs) I took it down today because it bothered me that the books were not in my shelf. Um, And I also got new books today, so I was just reorganizing my shelves. And so I took the tree down. But yeah, so yesterday was Christmas and I have such exciting news for you guys. So normally I would record these podcast episodes with my phone microphone because I didn't have really many other options. However... Yesterday, I got a gift for my sister, and it's a microphone, like an actual microphone, and that's what I—that's how this episode is being brought to you today, and I'm so excited. Um, I hope the audio sounds better. I feel like this is so awesome because you guys are going to get better audio. It's going to be easier for me to record. You know, it's like a better experience for everyone all around, and I'm so excited to start using it. I feel like, I feel so like serious now. <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm just very excited about it, and I wanted to update you all. And also, thank you so much to my sister. My older sister got this mic for me, and I'm so happy, and I'm so excited, and I'm so grateful for her for that. Ooh, I have a little book haul, so I want to talk about some of the books I got for Christmas, and also today for Boxing Day. Today, I woke up at... Hold on. Today, I woke up at literally 6 a.m., to go boxing day shopping with my mom and my sister um which is so fun um yeah i didn't really to be honest i didn't really care about any of the stores you went to i really just wanted to go to the bookstore because i also got a gift card for the bookstore for christmas and i'm so excited and i'm gonna tell you first let me tell you some of the books i got two books for christmas i got one for my younger brother and he got me a book called Beasts of Prey by, I'm looking it up right now, by Ayana Gray. I'd never heard of this book before. Uh, I don't know why, because I'm looking at it now on Goodreads, and it seems pretty popular. So I don't know why I'd never heard of it before. However, it looks really good. Um, it has a really pretty cover, the cover I got. Gorgeous. It's a fantasy, which is exciting, because if you listen to my previous podcast episode then you would know that I want to start reading more fantasy books. Oh my gosh, if you guys have fantasy book recommendations, then please let me know. I would love some recommendations because, to be honest, I don't read any fantasy, and I would like to know where to start. So, you know, you can DM me on Instagram. Actually, I'm not sure if you would, but I also have Pinterest. You can DM me on Pinterest, both Bella's Bookish Banter underscore pod. Um, yeah, if you want to give me some fantasy book recommendations, because I definitely need to read more. Um, okay, and then I got another book from my older brother, 
and I'm so excited about this one. This is Crier's War by Nina Varela. Um, so this is the first in a duology. Guys, oh my gosh, I'm looking at Goodreads. 4.16. It has a 4.16 rating on Goodreads, which is, like, good. Like, really good. Okay, Goodreads, the blurb says, Impossible love between two girls, one human, one maid. A love that could birth a revolution. Which, like, that sounds so good. Like, I'm sold on that. <laughs> um, So I'm so excited. I started it yesterday, actually. And to be honest, I'm a little confused because uh it's just like a lot of world building like most fantasies but i don't read a lot of fantasy so i find it kind of confusing sometimes yeah oh my gosh it looks good also cover for this book is also so pretty this one and its sequel gorgeous covers i love them now for the books that i bought on today at the store with my gift card which i want to say i got these two hardcovers for 32 dollars because they were 30 percent off each which was like crazy I was so happy. I didn't even realize there was 30% off hardcovers today. Uh, I thought there was no sale on the books that I got. And then the cashier was like, oh, your total will be $32. And I was like, sorry, huh? I was so confused. And she was like, is that okay? I was like, yeah. Like, I was so excited. Because now I have money on my gift card for another book, which is so exciting. Emery Lee is the author of Meet Cute Diary. I spoke a little bit about him in my last episode. So I read Meet Cute Diary by Emery Lee this year which was so good. Like, like it, it was such a good book. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I wanted to read Gapik Kwan Lai ever since, because again, <laughs> it looks so good. The cover, gorgeous. Whoever is designing designing Emery Lee's covers should get a raise, because both Make You Tired and Gapik Kwan Lai have the most gorgeous covers. And if you don't, if you haven't seen them, look them up because they're so pretty so this one is an enemies to lovers type of romance i think it's young adults no it's rivals to lovers so i think actually that their families have like rivaling restaurants okay so one has a bakery and then one has a store and i think they're kind of like rivals in high school and their families are rivals so it's like a lot and it looks again it looks so good uh i love the mix of the name and yeah i've been wanting to read it for so long so i can't wait to read it the next book i got was also one i've been wanting to read for so long and this is the lesbiana's guide to catholic school by sonora sonora reyes i think um so goodreads describes it as a sharply funny and moving debut novel about a queer mexican american girl navigating catholic school while falling in love and learning to celebrate her true self which, again, sounds so good. I've wanted to read this one for ages. The cover for this one, also just as gorgeous. Like, oh, so pretty. Oh my gosh. It has 4.39 rating on Goodreads. Which, again, is like crazy high. So, again, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to read these. Yeah, so that was my little book haul. Time to talk about today's episode. I'm so excited for this episode. So, on today's episode... I'm going to be recommending you books based off of your favorite Conan Gray song. I love Conan Gray. He's so talented. His music is so good. His songwriting skills, incredible. His singing, oh my god, his voice, amazing. I love his music so much. Um, and if you do too, then maybe you'll get a book rack today. And if you don't listen to Conan Gray, then you should because he's so talented and amazing also if you don't listen to him that's fine keep listening to the episode because you might still get a book rec 
um you might find something you like also a little shout out before i start i'm just gonna give a little shout out to my friend my friend if you're listening you know who you are she loves kona gray just as much as i do and you know this episode is for you so i hope you like it (laughs) okay without further ado let's get into the book recommendations okay starting off with one of my personal favorite conan gray songs movies love this song movies if you don't know what it's about movies is basically like you know having this one person that you've you know you're with and and you realize maybe it's not as perfect as it seems maybe it's not like the movies so for this song i recommend you the book me cute diary by emery lee of course emery lee all because emery lee is amazing we love emery lee so i just think as soon as i when i heard this song and when i was making this podcast episode i thought me cute diary that was the first one because this song and this book just fit so well together it's amazing what this book is about i'm gonna give you the synopsis so noah is a trans teenage boy who runs a blog called the meet cute diary where he writes short stories about trans people finding their happily ever after in love noah makes up and writes all of his stories but he tells his blog followers that these stories are true because he wants to give them hope one day his blog is exposed for being all completely fake noah decides to get real experience in dating and be able to prove that his stories aren't fake he meets drew who is willing to fake date noah for the blog but when Noah's feelings grow beyond the stage romance, he realizes that dating in real life isn't quite the same as finding love on the page. Did I steal? Okay, I think I stole that from the actual synopsis at the end. Um, so yeah, basically, there's Noah. He runs this blog where he writes short little romance stories. Yeah, about trans people basically finding their happily ever after in love. And, you know, because he wants to make other people happy. So some lyrics, I think, that fit this song, just to give you some specifics. All of our friends think of us jealousy. We're so sweet, so sweet. Built us a world and I gave you the key. Still can't believe that this isn't a dream. Falling in love with a damn fantasy. That's so me, so me. So because Noah writes, I think all of our friends think of us jealousy. I think of this because, you know, it's the blog. And as he's posting on Instagram and on his blog, he has all these followers all these followers are saying wow you have this great amazing relationship and like wow like i'm jealous like whatever but noah's thinking like this is not what i wanted like this he's realizing as he goes into the relationship that drew is not what he expected that this relationship is not what he expected like he didn't expect to feel like this and that maybe this is not what it should feel like another lyric we go to parties with people you know we're holding hands but it's all just for show because monday through friday we both barely spoke they don't know they can't know this reminds me of noah when he hangs out with drew and his friends outside of the blog but then there's always some miscommunication or you know they're being like not respectful to each other and it always ends up being so different than what he's imagined in his head but because they're supposed to be this picture perfect couple online and to these friends they can't know it's fake or it'll ruin noah's blog and he has all this stuff on the line talks about oh like how you how much you can romanticize a person without even like really getting to know them and then when you do get to know them it's like this is not at all what i thought it would be and it's so different and you have to try to navigate that which is what noah does in this book and yeah, I just think they fit together so well. The next song we're going to do is Summer Child. Oh, Summer Child. Okay, so from my perspective, I feel like 
anyone you ask can give you a different perspective on this song. But from where I see it, the song is, you know, about this person who is always, you know, living life to, like, like they're trying to, they act as if everything is, like, great and amazing and they're living life, like, you know, like, to the fullest. But really inside, they're, like, it's not what they really mean and it's not how they see themselves and they're giving more to all these people but never enough to themselves and deep down they're really hurting inside and so the book i thought would be really good for this is looking for alaska by john green john green is not my favorite author he just i personally find his books repetitive i found the main character in this book annoyed me (laughs) But, you know, it's a really well-loved book, so I think that you might, like, don't let my opinion change your mind. You might like this book, too, which is why I'm recommending it to you now. Um, so, to give you a synopsis of what this book is about, Miles is a teenage boy, and in his, I think he's, like, 16 years old, he goes to this boarding school where his dad went when he was younger. He and his roommate meet, and they become friends pretty quickly, and then he meets his roommate's friends. One of his friends is Alaska. Miles is instantly mesmerized by Alaska and he starts to fall in love with her and the story kind of develops and takes off from there. Like I said, not my favorite book, especially not by John Green. So the lyrics I found that I thought best worked was, and you laugh and you dance in the wind and you sway and you hug and you kiss, but there's darkness behind those eyes even when you smile. So all the teens in this group, there's Miles, there's Alaska, their entire friend group, They all like to have fun and pull pranks and they go on adventures. And Alaska especially tends to initiate a lot of these plans. Um, So it's all like these crazy things that happen. And then Alaska usually tends to be the center of it. Um, And part of this is probably because the main character, Miles, is in love with Alaska. And the book is told from his point of view. So, you know, being in love with her, he sees everything she does as this grand special amazing thing and for a good 75 <laughs> for sorry i can't speak for a good 75 percent of the book he just he can't see anything past that and a lot of other people don't see anything past that either because alaska you know she's she's hiding these parts of herself until this one big thing happens and he realizes that some of the things she said and done were not meant to be romanticized like as he made them to be and really that she was just a girl and inside she was just hurting and so really deep down nobody saw that especially miles until after this big thing happened which is a very common theme with john green is you know that some people are just people and they have to exist so yeah i just thought it fit really well everything some other lyrics that match are in the chorus Oh, summer child, you don't have to act like all you feel is mild. You don't really love the sun. It drives you wild. You're lying, summer child. Alaska, I feel like, I, I, I'm i going to be honest, it's been a little while since I read the book, but I feel like Alaska would tend, you know, to, to pretend like what she's feeling is not as big. Like, it wasn't as big as it should have been. And she would often, you know, not talk about it as much. She didn't really talk about it at all. She would She would actually hide this. And, you know, she'd cover it up by, you know, making all these jokes and going, like, throwing all these parties and sneaking out and um, having fun and pulling pranks. All these things she would use to try to cover up how she was really feeling deep down. 
And yeah, but, you know, in the end, she was not telling the truth. The last two songs were a little bit sad, so we're going to go into a bit more fun one. Disaster. This song is so fun. Great song from Super 8. Um, so, again, I'm just gonna tell you how I interpret the song as. I interpret it as, um, you know, it's like these two people. Well, I mean, it's only told from one point of view. So, this one person who is really in love with, you know, their friend or someone they're close with. And they're starting to realize that. And once they realize that, they want to tell them. But, you know, there's all this fear about, like, should they tell them? Like, because what if it just messes everything up? And, like, it's, like, like a really fun song. So, a re- book recommendation for this book is She Gets the Girl by Rachel Lippincott and Allison Derrick. I have talked about this book before. But I'm going to tell you again. If you don't, if you haven't heard this book, here's a synopsis. So basically, it follows Alex and Molly as they both enter college. They're like complete opposites. Alex is a flirty, chaotic, and extremely headstrong person. Whereas Molly likes to be in control. She's a bit more shy and awkward. And so being two complete opposites, they start college off on a bad foot. And they can barely stand each other. Until one day, the girls come to the conclusion that they can put their differences aside and help each other get with the other's dream girl. And then as they embark on this plan to get their crushes to fall for them, they realize that they could be falling for each other. Do you see what I mean? Do you see why I matched it with this song yet? A few things about this book. It's an enemies to friends to lovers book, which is good. (laughs) I think it's done really well. It's written really well. Um, It's a dual POV book, which is always great, especially for romance. It's a slow burn and it is wlw in case you couldn't tell by the synopsis already oh also it's a ya book so if any of these things interest you then check it out but i'm gonna give you some more reasonings to read this book some lyrics i think go really well are this could be a disaster there's so many factors like what if you freak out and then we're losing it all at the critical chapter where i say i love you and you don't say it after this could be a disaster damn i want to dance now okay (laughs) anyways so basically i think this fits because the main characters they start as enemies and then slowly become friends and then eventually they're like developing feelings for each other so because they didn't have the best start when they met each other they and they're like still just slowly becoming friends neither of the other are sure how the other feels and they don't know how they feel will ruin what they already have which is, like, a common trope for friends to lovers. But, you know, I just think because they started off rocky, it, like, adds a little bit more. Some more lyrics are, Maybe I'm mistaken. You're not mine for taken. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I just made it up. Messed it up. Especially near the end of the book when Molly specifically starts... Well, I think... I'm not sure if it's just Molly, but I remember for sure it was Molly. So it specifically starts to get with the girl that she originally liked you know which was the whole point of them becoming friends and like starting this plan she's not really sure if she likes this girl and you know if you go to the alex's point of view she's not really sure if she likes the girl and maybe she does like the girl and the other girl likes her and maybe they are meant to be and maybe she's just gonna ruin that for them or she's gonna ruin her friendship and she doesn't know if she should risk it or tell her and it's just the drama is there it's amazing this is common for friends to lovers, but I just think it fits so perfectly when she gets the girl. 
So if you like if you like Disaster by Conan Gray, you should check out She Gets the Girl by Allison Derrick and Rachel Lippincott. Okay, so the next song I want to recommend a book for is Family Line. So Family Line is definitely one of Conan's more personal songs. It's kind of a reflection on his childhood and his relationship with his parents and his family. So like I said, it's a very personal song. Um, however, I think a book that would definitely go really great with the song is The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. The Glass Castle is a memoir and it's told from the perspective of Jeanette from like ages like three to in all the way into her adult life and it tells stories about her family as like a deeply dysfunctional family. She had a dad who was really who's a really smart person actually but he was also an alcoholic and so when he drank he was really destructive to himself and to his family and she also had a free spirit mother who did not want to be a mom and she didn't want the responsibility of raising a family and so the walls children learned to take care of themselves they fed clothed and protected one another and eventually they found their way to new york where the parents followed them choosing to be homeless even after their children prospered so a lyric that i thought went really well um was basically the entire bridge of the song all that i did to try and undo it all of my pain and all your excuses I was a kid, but I wasn't clueless. Someone who loves you wouldn't do this. All of my past, I tried to erase it. But now I see would I even change it. Might share a face and share a last name, but we are not the same. Guys, this song is so good. <laughs> I feel like it goes so well with the song because we follow Jeanette as a child. And, you know, when she's a child, she sees both her parents, especially her father, as, you know, as these brilliant people. Like, they're so smart. And they always know what they're doing. And everything they do is right. And they just trust them so much. And they think everything they say and do is the true and correct thing to do. Which, like, you know, as children, that's just what all children believe of their parents. And all children should be able to trust their parents and believe them. But, you know, as she grows up, Jeanette slowly starts realizing that some of the things that they decide and they're doing for the children don't really make sense. And it doesn't really seem like they have their best interest at heart their parents like continuously keep on making decisions that they say are for the best but really are not because all it's doing is hurting her and her siblings and they're the ones that are suffering this whole time and so they don't they don't understand why their parents who are supposed to love them and take care of them aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing Jeanette has a really hard time letting go of the fact that maybe her father isn't as brilliant as she once thought and you know the decisions he's making aren't actually for her best interest and so as she grows up you follow i think what the author does so well is when she's telling stories from when she's three years old it sounds like it's coming from like the, the brain of a th th three-year-old and you know at three years old she's like doesn't really understand much of the world and so you know she just takes everything her parents say as true and even as she grows, you know, five, year, five years old to ten years old to her teenage years to her young adulthood, it all sounds like it's coming from the voice of, you know, her at each of those ages. And you can tell as she grows how her perspective changes on everything her parents are doing. You know, she goes from seeing all of these things that her parents are doing as, 
you know, great things or, you know, the right thing for them. And then maybe starting to not see exactly why they do what they do. Eventually just having all this confusion and, like, distrust and, you know, guilt. She's feeling all these things because, you know, these are her people that are supposed to love her, but they're not actually doing that. And, you know, when she grows up, she tries to move away and she tries to forget about it. But then eventually she sees that this is not, this is what made her who she is. As she grows up, her opinions on her parents change and they keep on changing. And I think it's just a very mature way of looking at it. Okay, time for another amazingly well-loved, well-deserved song. And this is People Watching by Conan Gray. So again, I'm just going to tell you the way I percepted this song. So, People Watching is about, you know, this person who wants to fall in love. Like, they love, they love love. And so, they want to fall in love, but it seems that they never seem to quite find, you know, their own romance. And it could be their fault, but nevertheless, they're going to keep on going on doing what they're doing. And... You know, just just watching other people fall in love and never getting that themselves because they just can't seem to do it. So the book I decided for this was I Think I Love You by Ariane DeSombra. There are a lot of things I loved about this book and a lot of things I did not love about this book. However, I still think it is definitely worth the read. So some things you should know. It is young adult, WLW, and it is an enemies to lovers romance, which is amazing. Also, this book is dual POV. Okay, so the synopsis is one of our main characters is Emma. She is a hopeless romantic. She loves rom-coms. She has a dream to make a perfect short film rom-com. And when the opportunity to participate in a film festival arrives, she realizes this is her chance. Then our other main character, Sophia, has recently moved back in town. And all of Emma's friends are welcoming her back. And they invite her to work on the film with them. The one issue is that Emma and Sophia dislike each other with a capital D. Emma thinks Sophia will mess up their entire film, and Sophia thinks all of Emma's ideas are dumb. As they work on this project together, they start to see each other in a different light and realize maybe their rivalry rivalry could be turning into something else. This is a really cute queer young adult romance. I really relate this book to the main character, Emma, because, you know, she loves love and she wants to fall in love, but it just never is happening for her and she watches as all her friends fall in love some lyrics that might fit are i want to feel all that love and emotion be that attached to the person i'm holding someday i'll be falling without caution but for now i'm only people watching and then i'm only looking just to live through you vicariously i've never really been in love not seriously so i think those are perfect for emma but i also think you can match it with the other main character sophia so a lyric that i think matches with her is cut people out like tags on my clothing i end up all alone but i still keep hoping i won't be scared to let someone know me life feels so monotone but i still keep hoping um so sophia is like the opposite of emma in the hopeless romantic sense she like does not love she does not believe in love she doesn't like love she doesn't believe she'll find a person but you know deep down sometimes she still thinks maybe it's possible and you know yeah i just think it fits really well i definitely recommend it if you're interested definitely go check it out all right and with that those are my five i think it's five book recommendations based on your favorite conan gray song 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. If you did like this episode and you aren't already, you should definitely follow the podcast wherever you are listening to so that you can get updates every time I publish a new episode. Or you can go to my Instagram, Bella's Bookish Banter underscore pod, and get updated every time I post a new episode on there. If you want to support the podcast, then please leave a review or a rating because I would love to hear from you and hear what you think. If you want to send me a recommendation, please do. I would love to hear from you on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you so much. Have a good day. Goodbye.